Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting off your Halloween weekend with two guys who look like they're wearing costumes most of the time. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Are you going to disagree with that statement? No, I was about to say it's spooky season. It is. It is. It is. You know, watch out for the skeleton armies. I almost had a child born on Halloween. My wife wanted our child to be born on Halloween, and I said absolutely not. Well, then there would have been a lot, whole lot of questions. I did the day before. I was like, I don't want the Antichrist as my I, child. Okay? I like how you feel like you had some thought process and you had some uh, <clears throat> some input on when the child was going to come did. out. I did. We had, you, we you, had a C-section. You, oh, okay. This, was, this like was, a, was a scheduled This was a scheduled birth. You're like, don't schedule it for... Uh, Yes. My, my wife said, I want on Halloween. I said, no. She's like, well, that would be cool. I said, no. I'm not going to have Damien the omen yeah. as my child. Okay? And never, or, mind, never mind the thought of possibly your child you know, leading the world into 100 years of darkness. Just the idea of birthday parties on Halloween is just a... It's just a well, that, i got to do that anyway. Yeah. But so, it's, it's Saturday... Sa- I know Halloween's on Sunday, but Best her party about, every year is pretty much Halloween. So both of my daughters were C-section babies, which makes... The best thing for about that is when they act up, I can always hit them with, you know, you weren't born, you were removed. <laughs> and I have said that to them. That was the greatest thing, by the way, for me. Yeah, because you don't have to look at because it. Because we just we just woke up that morning, you. went to the hospital, yeah. and in 15 minutes, like after my wife went to the back, yeah, in 15 the minutes, back, like, the baby. the baby, they're like, hey, hey, come sit down and here, no, and here's the baby. There's like, no what? process. I don't have to sit there for 24 hours. Exactly. My wife is screaming and telling yeah, me how much that. she hates me. None of that. None of that. So, just... all right, go to the sponsors. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the way to the hospital this morning, why not get some strange brew you need coffee? A shot to get you through that. Strange brew coffee house is here for you. <laughs> Or if you know you have a child who is the Antichrist and wants to have a Sunday, there's churning spoon ice cream. Before they turn the world into a living hell, get a Sunday. <laughs> just happened. Great places to go. Woo! All right. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Guys, the holiday season will be upon us any day now. I can't stop making j- jokes in my head. Hold on. What, to, what can I, we figure out for Advantage Business Systems? <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough, enough for real. I'm gonna. I can't. I can't get through this. <laughs> Holiday season. Christmas will be here soon. Do your shopping now. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Don't don't be there on Christmas morning saying, "Well, they said it was going to be here by now." Don't be that guy. Go ahead and make your orders now at collegecornerstore.com. Your MSU friends and family, you know they want new gear. Get it done at collegecornerstore.com. 
Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. The most unique menu you can find in any Mexican restaurant. It's not just the uh, the old standby, the number thirty one with extra with extra beans. It is it is a different experience when you go to Humble Taco. Make sure that if you're headed to Starkville this weekend for MSU Kentucky, they are on your to-do list. You won't regret it. Grab a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some incredible Mexican food at Humble Taco. I want to find out who's getting the extra beans on their number 31. I don't know, man. Some people like the beans. I like beans. (laughs) Hey, can I have some more beans, please? More beans, please. Less rice, more beans. Some people might want that. I really want to expel gas. Can you please bring me more beans? <laughs> you got me doing like the full Muttley this morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like dangerously close from going into the Muttley into the Dom DeLuise. <laughs> That's where we are with the wheezy laugh today. Oh my gosh. What can we say about Firehouse Subs that hasn't been said already today? <laughs> download the app. I did it. Yeah, I downloaded the app yesterday. It's easy to use, and you will rack up the reward points, and you're always going to be able to skip the line and prepay and get your get in and out. You know, if you're in a hurry for lunch, Firehouse is a great option. Head over there to Middleton Court here in Starkville, or locations in Tupelo, uh, Oxford, uh, Madison, Flowood. Check them out. Great place to grab lunch. My favorite is the meat. They have the best meatball sub I've ever had at a non-Italian restaurant. It's really good, and I get it almost every time I'm there, and I enjoy it, and I'm going to be getting them free thanks to downloading the app at Firehouse Subs. Oh, my gosh, can we get into football now? That's yes. one of the longest ad reads, but most of it was not <laughs> ad reads. It was just me laughing at Rob. Robbie's bringing the jokes today. We'll see what else we have in store for the rest of the show here. God only knows. All right, Mississippi State, Kentucky, three Ps, preview, playmaker, prediction. I've discovered something uh, as this week. Covering Mississippi State has skewed me looking at stats for other teams. Like I look at Will Levis's stats, and he's thrown for uh, 1,300 yards in the year, and I'm like, that's not a whole lot. But it actually is. He's, he's pretty you know, he's getting 190 yards a game, but more importantly for Kentucky – you know, he's completing 67% of his passes. That's a great number. You think about Terry Wilson a year ago, yeah. how poor they were in the passing game. They've and, been pretty much just a like 80% running team mm-hmm. for the last few years. Well, think, what was it, two years ago with uh, Lynn, Lynn Bowden? Lynn Bowden, yeah. I mean, they lit- you were, I know you weren't on the podcast at this time, but I'm sure you listened, and I, made, I say the same thing every week. He literally could not throw the football. No, they, they just ran the Wildcat with him, literally Basically. the Wildcat. And, and yet we're very effective. Yeah. And – now, State, I think State played them before they did. their they, quarterback situation blew up. That game would have been interesting later in the season. I'll just put it that way. Probably so. Um, and Levis has been good. 13 touchdowns to six picks, so around 2-1 to one there. He's given them the, the big arm so that he can, he can throw the ball down the field. He can stretch the field. And it, it's, it's been effective for them. Chris Rod, it, it, when we talk about pass leading to the run, Kentucky is a good example of that. Because teams know they can't just load the box with Levis and with Wandell Robinson. They've got something there. And Chris Rodriguez has been the benefactor. He's the leading rusher in the SEC, 775 yards. We talked a little bit yesterday about State's defense versus Kentucky's offense. Kentucky, let's, let's really look at this Kentucky offense today. 
this is a very good, balanced op- – this is an offense that, you know, when people talk about balance, they should sort of point to this. This, this is That's what it is. They, they are 190 yards on the, on, in the air, 190 yards on the ground. They are within a yard of each other, basically, when you take the decimal points into consideration. That's incredible balance. And that, for, for a, a guy like Zach Arnett who wants to be aggressive, can be an issue because you, this is a team you don't know if they're going to run or pass. Yeah, I think that the the whole key, like I mentioned yesterday, is stopping the run, limiting the run, because I think that's what's going to make this whole offense work. I think that's what's going to allow them to pass the ball. You want to take Chris Rodriguez out of the ball game, and you want to force everything in Will Levis's hands. Um, he has the talent. Now, I'm I'm not saying that he's you know completely incapable. He has the talent to beat Mississippi State deep. They have players out there that can beat Mississippi State deep. But I like Mississippi State's chances better if they're bottling up the run and forcing this team to throw the ball like NC State did. Um, I, I give Will Levis the edge. Um, I think their passing offense is, is much better, can be much better than what NC State's was. Mm-hmm. But I think you have a similar game plan here. You want to you stop the run first, and you want to pressure Levis, and you want to force him – to beat you. I, I want to put the game on his shoulders. I, I don't want Chris Rodriguez to come out there and rush for 150 because if he rushes for 150, I think Mississippi State's in trouble. I think I think you need to keep him at 75 to 80. It's interesting. I saw a, an article today that said Devin Leary was the second best quarterback MSU will see all year, so I don't, I don't know how to take what you just said. Uh... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Will get, Levis. Will Levis, great player. Uh, eats bananas with the peel on and drinks mayonnaise in his coffee. Um, what a sick he's man. He's a sicko. What a sick man. He, he is a fantastic college football player because he gives you the full package, both on and off the field. You get entertainment with him no matter what. But he's been the key for this offense. And so is Wondell Robinson. Let's not, yeah. you know, Kentucky in years past, they've always had a, a couple of decent receivers here. Bowden was that guy before they had to move him to quarterback. But this guy, I mean, he's 49 catches. I mean, you think about how much Mississippi State throws the football, and I mean, he'd be, he would be right there. Um, and and now they add Josh Ali back into the mix. I think he's going to play this week, yeah. and that gives him another weapon out there. So, their offense should be getting closer to full strength. Yeah. Um, but I still like Mississippi State's chances better if they're if they're limiting that rushing attack. Yeah, I agree. In this game, I you know I don't think and you Kentucky feel like they can do that. Yeah, Kentucky's not a team that wants to come out there and throw it fifty times, forty times. That they want to throw it twenty five times, have one hundred and fifty yards on the ground from from Rodriguez, one hundred and twenty five or whatever, and spread the wealth there at running back. And come out there and throw it, go, you know, 18 of 25, 17 of 25 for, you know, 225 yards. And you feel really good about your chances. Um, so for Mississippi State, I think, I, I just, if I'm Zach Arnett, I'm saying they are not going to establish a running game on me, which I think so, is his game plan every that week. That has been the game plan, it feels like, almost every week. It feels like NC State, LSU, Memphis, uh, Texas A&M. We're going to limit the run and make these. And and you, you faced quarterbacks who, quite honestly, aren't elite players. Leary, Johnson. Um, I can't even remember the kid's name from Memphis, the freshman. But he didn't have a great game. Um, and then Calzada. And now, you know, Levis might be the best of that bunch. 
But we're not talking about a guy who's on the Bryce Young. He's the only corral. one that was able to beat them with his arm. Who Bryce, Bryce Young. Young? Yeah, the only one. And a, a lot of that obviously is what's what's around him. Um, so this has been a winning game plan for Mississippi State. Stop the run, and you know the pass will take care of itself. Will they give up some big plays? I mean, I think so. I think at this point, you're seven games into the season. You just are what you are yeah. defensively, and giving up big plays is, is is honestly it's just part of this team's identity. Um, but if they're limiting that, if they're limiting the number of big plays, you know, if it's two or three a game, it, it's it, it is something that you can work around. What happened against Alabama is you had five or six. You can't have that. But if you if you're talking about two or three chunk plays, if you're giving up 150 yards on three plays, and on the remaining 50 plays of the game, you're only giving up 120, 100, 150 more yards. That is a that is a uh, a trade off you can make. Mm-hmm. So I like I like the game plan to stay the same. You're right. Um, offensively, Kentucky is sort of a stop the run first kind of team. Not they're very good defensively on both sides, but they're sort of built from the front back. They are a team that you know they don't out athlete you. They don't. They're not winning on talent. They're winning because they're so well coached, uh, and, they, and then they take they they sort of follow the MSU model. They take three star guys and coach them up. But that gives you some opportunities that if you can get your playmakers in space, these aren't guys who can just make up that gap very quickly. So if State can find some open receivers, I think they have some opportunity to turn five yard plays into ten yard plays and and and, and so on. I'm at the point now where I think. I don't think the opposing team's defense matters nearly as much as it did maybe last year, even the year before. I think it all is dependent on what Mississippi State does on offense, Mm -hmm. the execution, because they're going to be open. Those plays are going to be there to be made. We've seen it against Alabama. We've seen it against Texas A&M. We've seen it against everybody. And I I don't think that Kentucky's going to be better defensively than Alabama or A&M. Mississippi State was able to move the ball on both of those teams. The key to the ball game for Mississippi State, we've said it over and over again, when you get in the red zone, you need to score points. You know, it, 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 it can be a field goal here and there, but you need to score touchdowns more often than not. I feel like Mississippi State, if they're protecting the ball, is going to get opportunities in the red zone, and they need to finish those drives against Kentucky. And that's what the game's going to boil down to when Mississippi State gets down inside the 10 and the defense tightens up, and the offensive line is going to have to block a little better. Can Mississippi State finish those drives? Can they score touchdowns on those drives? Because right now, like I said, I I feel like Mississippi State is going to get first downs. They're Mm -hmm. going to move the ball against everybody. Mm -hmm. The difference between this team winning games and losing close ball games is whether or not they score inside the red zone. And most of the time that means scoring touchdowns, not field goals. Um, and taking care of the football. Will Rogers can't come out there and turn the ball over. If you turn the ball over six times against Kentucky again this year, it's, you're, you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, and you might not just lose, you might get blown out at home. Mm-hmm. So he needs to take care of the football. He hasn't done it as well the last two weeks um, after doing it as good as anybody in the country uh, previously. He's got to come back. He's got to get back to how he was doing things before and taking care of the football and finishing in the red zone. It's that simple for me. Take care of the football, finish in the red zone. The red zone is more important for Mississippi State than almost any team in the country. Yeah. Because Mississippi State simply lacks the ability to have long touchdowns. 
They're not going to score very many 50-yard touchdowns. Well, I mean, yeah, they're not. And if, and if they're on their side of the field, they're not scoring. You look at other teams like Alabama, Ole Miss, they have the ability to throw the ball down the field and get a 60-plus 60, 60 yard touchdown. Yeah. If State is at is if State is in MSU or is in um, I'm sorry MSU territory, if they're on the 49 minus, they're not scoring on that play. They they don't, they can't score really until they cross about the 40. Then they have an opportunity at that point, and then once they get into the 20, it becomes more and more likely. But at the same time, in past games, it's been less and less likely. So not that I'm making a Friday foreplay reference or anything, but that's where where, where they are. So staying on schedule. And staying, keeping, getting first downs, and being basically running the offense like you're saying there. And then when you get in the red zone, you have to score because, you know, I mean, I think State on the season, if I'm correct, has three touchdowns outside of the red zone. I think. And scored one last week. Yeah, I guess not counting uh, Tulu Griffin's kickoff return. Yeah, they had two in the Memphis game, I believe. Sounds right. I think Mackay Polk had two long, longer touchdown catches, and then he had well, they had one last week. So that's it. So they they, they have to be red zone efficiency is everything, everything uh, to this football team. You guys talked to Matt Brock uh, yesterday, the coach, or maybe I don't know if you did or not. I but, did not. I but, was, but you saw the comments. Brandon Ruiz, uh, one field goal last week, but it still feels it still sounds like he's still battling some injury issues. Yeah, it does. I don't think he's 100%, but uh, him not at 100% is still pretty good. Yeah. Still better than what anything else Mississippi State has. Yeah. If he's playing, I feel good about Mississippi State's chances, but they need him to be healthy. And then I thought last week was one of the better punting games for Mississippi They didn't punt much. Tucker, Tucker Day, Day came really back well. in and, and punted well. And that's good to see because Tucker Day is a veteran on this team. He's He's been through a lot at Mississippi State. He's just been kind of inconsistent. I want to see him finish strong. I want to see him go out on top and uh, have a good ending to his Mississippi State career. Um, you don't want to see a guy that's been here for a long time just kind of fall back into the depth chart. So for him to get his opportunities last week, I think he averaged 50 yards a punt. Mm-hmm. Um, got the, got nailed on a on one of his punts for a, a roughing the kicker penalty. Mm-hmm. I, that, Which that's was... One of the most roughing the kicker penalties. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty clear. Like, right away, I was like, oh, that's a first down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's a former hockey player, so that didn't bother him much. Well, there you go. Um, I don't know if this is, you know, it feels sort of weird to try to predict special teams. I don't think anybody's kicking it to Tulu Griffin. Austin Williams is just going to fair catch it. But maybe the other side, maybe I feel like a special teams play. If somebody makes a play in special teams in this game, either side, that's going to go a long way. Whoever can find a touchdown away from their offense, a defensive score or a special team score, is probably going to win this game. I think it's that tight, and that would be something that I think would tip the balance either way. Yeah, I could see that. You, you need you need plays like that in ball games like this, where two teams are relatively even. This is a pretty big rivalry among SEC West, SEC ah, yeah, East teams. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you need plays like that to – like you said, tip the scale a little bit and, and send it in your favor. Mississippi State doesn't need the need to be the one that, that has it happening to them. They've had that happen two or three times this year. They need to kind of have a reversal of fortune there and special teams. 
All right, let's uh, get into playmakers and uh, predictions. Let's move on into that. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Don't forget that beef is what's for dinner, and nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. And don't forget also how much you support your uh, help your your uh, native Mississippians when you're buying beef. 15,000 producers of beef in our great state with a value of cattle production around a half billion, uh, half, uh, billion dollars. And beef, so versatile, so easy to cook, so uh, quick to cook, you can just do so much with it. So the next time you're at the grocery store, make sure you're putting beef in the shopping cart. Your family will thank you. If you're looking for recipes to what to do with those great beef options, go to msbeef.org this time of year. I mean, it's I mean it's chilly outside right now. It's going to be really cold Saturday night if you're not coming to the game or if you are and you want to tailgate. Man, making a beef stew or a chili might be the way to go. They've got great recipes there at msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our good friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers, smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District will, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's going to be buzzing. It's going to be hopping this weekend. A lot of people in town, and a lot of people will be headed to Two Brothers. and Because they, they know what I know. They know that Two Brothers is one of the best restaurants, not only in the city of Starkville, but in the entire Southeastern Conference. It's a unique menu. they got a lot of great stuff that you can't find at other places. And it's not just about barbecue there. It is smoked southern soul food. I suggest getting there early and staying there as close to kickoff as you can possibly make it. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your weekend. And enjoy a good time anytime. You're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems. Do you have anything? I I don't have anything. Advantage Business Systems is going to take care of you two different ways when you work with them. First off, they have an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint to move forward and to thrive. And then every sale these guys make, it comes with an added bonus. It's the best customer service you can possibly get, the kind you would expect to you if you were dealing with family, with your neighbors, which is what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They're Mississippians just like you and me. They work in this state and have been working with us for over 46 years. Put them to work for you today and become one of their success stories. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do Business playmaker time, Robbie Falk. Who you got on the offense? I'm going to go with Jaden Wally. Okay. In this one, he had some catches last week. I think he had five catches, led mm-hmm. the team in yards. You're starting to see him kind of get back to his usual self. Uh, I think teams have kind of focused in on him a little bit more this year. Makai Polk has been able to um, take advantage of that. I think Jaden Wally is going to have a big game in this one. Mm-hmm. He's he's made some big plays and big games in his career already. I think he's going to come through for Mississippi State and and um, make some plays and possibly lead the team in receiving again. Wally Wally is definitely a good pick, but I'm going to go with the guy who's just been doing it all year, and that's Makai Polk. 58 catches on the season uh, is probably poised to have another six seven catches tonight. Uh, is uh, we've been talking a lot about. Uh, about Will Rogers and his, you know, pace to break all of the passing records. Polk is on the same pace for receiving records. You know, right now I think he's on. He's definitely on the pace for catches. Yards will be interesting because he is under the ten yards per catch right now. But if he continues on this pace, it's going to be pretty close. And then touchdowns, he's got six. I think the record is twelve. Uh, we'll have to see on that. He's just been so good this year, and, and a guy that you know. You know, in the spring we saw him, we were like, oh, he can be pretty good. And then we saw him again in the fall, we were like, man, he, every time he, in every practice he's doing something. But I think we all thought that Jaden Wally would still be that guy. 
But Polk has become the, the top receiver here. And I like your thought, though, that you know maybe now is the time where teams will start focusing on Makai Polk, which will leave Jaden Wally open, which is a great problem to have if you're Mississippi State. You know, you've got the guys who can take advantage of that. But I think Polk is due for another big game here. I could see him in the 8-9 catch range uh, for the Bulldogs. Defensively, what, what do you think? Uh, defensively, I'm going to go with Jet Johnson in this okay. game. This is a game that kind of lines up with, you know, kind of where he is as a player. He's going to want to stop the run. I think he can get some penetration back there, sideline to sideline, get in get in the backfield and stop Rodriguez on a couple of plays. This is a big game for him and Nate Watson, I think, because those two are probably your best two run stoppers at the linebacking position. And um, Nate Watson had like 16 tackles, I think, against Alabama going up against uh, their rushing attack. I think both of those guys are going to be able to do that. I'm going to go with Jet Johnson in this game. I think my thought process is this. I feel like State's going to stop the run. That would be a good team effort to do that. So it's going to be about can they are they stopping the pass. And so I don't know who's going to be on Wondell Robinson, either Emerson or Forbes. So I feel like I want to say whoever's matched up with Wondell Robinson. I'll say Emerson. We'll just go with that. Emer- you know, I've been, I've been a Forbes mark so much on this show, but Emerson has been really good. You're starting to see his name pop up in some mock drafts as a potential first-rounder. Uh Teams just don't throw to him. I mean, does he have an interception on the air? I don't think he does. No. You never see him. The only time you saw him was against Alabama. Right. And, I mean. Because they can attack. They they can attack. Nobody, everybody else has basically just made their game plan, just don't throw over there. And, you know, but the, the the benefit for State on that is you have another good guy on the other side with Forbes, and he's the one getting the picks. I think Emerson will be. Again, sort of that quiet assassin. I think we, if State wins and we look up on Sunday and Robinson had three catches for 27 yards, you're going to be able to thank Martin Emerson for that. Who's your X factor? I'm going opposite you. I'm going uh, Forbes. Okay. Uh, I think that I think there's going to be some plays to be made downfield because you're going to have blitzes from Mississippi State and a lot of focus on the run game. There's going to be some one on ones down the field, and I think Forbes comes up with one or two. I think he might have another interception in this ball game. Um, And if not, I think he's going to be able to get a pass break up or two. I think he has a chance to make a big play in this game, a la a guy who he compares to a little bit in Jonathan Banks. Long cornerback out there. Jonathan Banks had some big plays against Kentucky in the past. Mm -hmm. I think Forbes can can follow that same um, guideline there, kind of follow in his footsteps and have a big play late in the ballgame against Kentucky. Cornerbacks have had some – Tavez Calhoun had a big game against Kentucky a few years back. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember more recently if 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 Dantzler had one, but nothing's coming to mind. But I mean, those Kentucky teams were sort of you know were so one dimensional. So I yeah. Don't know. Um, my X factor for this one, I'm going back to you know I'll stay on defense. I think, um, but I'm gonna go a level up from you on on your playmaker, Jaden Crumity. Um, Kentucky's offensive line is very good. That um, they're gonna be you know you know one of the top. Uh, Groups in the country, to be honest with you. State's D-line is, is at a little bit of a disadvantage. They need Crumity to step up and have a really big game. He's been good this season, but this needs this, if this is his best game of the year, it could be a big, big plus for Mississippi State. So I'm going to go with, uh, with Crumity. Prediction time, Robbie. What do you say? You know, this is a tough game, and you've seen that on the Vegas odds. I think Kentucky is a one-point one point favorite, favorite now. Yeah. 
which has flipped from State being a two-point two point favorite. Yeah. So that tells me that betters believe that Kentucky's probably got the edge on a neutral field, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be a lot tougher at Mississippi State. And I think that's going to play into into the game for Mississippi State is the home field environment. Kentucky has not really proven itself on the road against good teams. I'm not saying Mississippi State's really good, but I think they're better than South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Georgia did what Georgia did. I don't know what you can take away from that game, but I just feel like this is this is the this is a big test for Kentucky on the road in a game that's winnable for them. And for Mississippi State, this is a huge ball game. A lot can happen from this. You can get some recruiting momentum from this. You can get um, uh, you can go up two games above 500 and um, really kind of pl- get in the upper half of the SEC West, which is amazing. So big game for Mississippi State. I think they come out on top. I- I'm going to say Mississippi State 28, Kentucky 27. I think it's going to be a close ball game. Really close. And I think the home field environment can play into Mississippi State's hands. I just think they're going to win this. Yeah, I'm with you. I think State is going to get the win here. Um, I feel like they've got some momentum, and I feel like you know this is what a great matchup—the bad good team and the good bad team. Yeah, team. If State doesn't make mistakes for Kentucky to capitalize on, I feel like State's going to win. So if State can play clean, I think they're going to win, and I think they will. So give me Mississippi State 31-24. I think the final. winner of this can be the good good team. Well, no, the good good team is Georgia. That's, oh, okay. that's the good good team. So that you have to be bad. In some way. If State wins, they could become the bad good team. Well, I thought they already were the bad No, they're the good bad team. Kentucky is the bad good team. Okay. They're good because they win. They're bad because they're not really that great. They they find ways to win, and sometimes they take advantage of mistakes. State is the good bad team in that they can stay in the game, but they don't get the wins. Okay. So, it can be very confusing. There are good good teams. That's Georgia and Alabama. There are bad bad teams like Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Oh, so there you go. Then there's whatever UConn is. I don't know what that is. So, all right. So the both putrid. of us, are, putrid. That's both of our predictions. We're taking Mississippi State to win this one. Uh, back uh, Sunday with uh, the podcast. Don't forget also on WKBB 100.9 FM here in the Golden Triangle when you're coming in eight o'clock. I'm uh, not eight o'clock. Uh, Three o'clock PM uh, will be the uh, Mississippi Peanut Supply Tailgate Show with me. Not Robbie. No, oh. no Robbie on that one. But I, my interview with John Hale will be replayed, plus an interview I did with Coach Tony Hughes uh, talking about this game. And talk, When I talk about t- Tony Hughes, we're talking about life. we got some big-picture stuff going on in there as well. So check that out, 100.9 FM. You can listen online on your Super Talk app. And, uh, of course, we'll be back, like I said, for on Sunday to recap everything, win or lose, uh, between Mississippi State and Kentucky. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.